Shut up and sit down. So what was it like being at uh, in Tampa for Bare Knuckle 6, man? What was that environment like for you? Tampa was pretty nice. The people in the, you know, just a little bit that we went out around, people were super nice, super down to earth. Um, you know, obviously it was very hot, but, you know, whatever, no big deal. It's cool to get some seasons. No, uh, absolutely. San, San Diego's pretty much fucking <laughs> standard 72 degrees all year round, so... Yeah, you're used Everybody, to that kind of weather. Yeah, you know. So it was nice. It was nice. I liked it overall. I liked the city. It's my first time going to Florida, so it was cool. I like it. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm in uh, Boynton Beach, Florida, which is probably like four hours south of of Tampa. Uh, but yeah, it's like 105 degrees, and we got iguanas running all over the place down here. So it's it's pretty crazy, man. Hell so yeah. what was your what was your mindset going into, you know, this, this upcoming match, you know, big pay-per-view, you know, they had Malinaji on the, on the uh, main car, so there was a lot of promoting going on for this thing, so what was, uh, you know, what was going on in your head for your fight? You know, I, um, uh, it, was, it was a stacked card, obviously, and there was, yeah. I knew there was going to be a lot of eyes on the show, and I just was really mentally prepared to do something to go out and, and, and make myself stand out. You know, and I think I did a good job, you know, KOing uh, Jamie Campbell in the second round. Um, you know, so I was definitely pleased with my performance. Absolutely. Yeah, you were, were you, like, planning go for the knockout, or was this something that you wanted to, like, highlight yeah. your, your skills? or? Absolutely. No, yeah. I mean, I definitely, like, uh, that's the way I envisioned it. That's the way I saw it, you know, many, many times before I actually went out and actually pulled it off. Um. You know, I, I worked with a mental coach for the first time in, in all my career. Um, and, yeah, man, it really helped. It really helped. I, yeah, like, we, I literally I scripted out my perfect fight. That was one of our assignments we did like a month ago. And and to the point where when Jamie Campbell got up for the, from that first knockdown, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, this is not, okay, okay, I know how this works. I know how this works. I've done this before. I've done this before. And, like, just... Fake, 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 fake low and come over the top and boom, mm -hmm. smash him and finish them off real quick. But it was good, man. Yeah, it was funny. I was, in, I was in Texas. I was visiting a friend of mine, so we were just hanging out. And I'm like, yo, we were tired, you know, we, we were going out a couple nights and stuff. And that night we were like chilling and, and at his place. And I'm like, yo, let's order, let's order bare knuckles, chill out, and have some beers. So watching your fight, I'm telling you, I think my friend is your biggest fan right now because he was going wild for that fight, man. He's like, holy shit, you got to see this guy. He fucking knocked him out. I was smoking a cigarette outside. I came in and I saw when Campbell got up and you, and you planted him with that overhand right, knocked him out. Yeah. Dude. That was that good, was... man. You know, I, I knew from from watch, studying all of Jamie's film, his old boxing matches, and then his one bare-knuckle fight, like, that's his rhythm. He'll, he'll come hard, hard and fast first round, cruise on the second, and then turn it up again third and fourth. So yeah. in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to make a fight the first, and then fucking sprint come second round, sprint yeah. and get him out of there. Yeah, you did, you did just that, man. That was a perfect game plan for that guy. Yeah. Congrats to you, my man. So, like, I mean, look, you you've been in UFC, you've been in Bellator. You're you're definitely a well-traveled fighter, very experienced veteran. 
what's it like uh, being in bare knuckle compared to UFC, Bellator? What's the what's the big difference for you? Uh, I mean, it's obviously like differences as far as like the logistics and the way the way everything's run. Um, but I mean, like they're doing a really good job, especially considering that was only their sixth show. Very professional. Um, just a little, a few hiccups here and there as far as like paperwork and promptness on getting your plane tickets and stuff like that. But I mean, that's just me nitpicking. But overall, I mean, they're they're doing a really good job. Like I said, considering they're putting on high level pay per views, getting hundreds of thousands of buys and shit. And uh, this is just our sixth show. So yeah. It's really, it's actually pretty cool to be part of the adventure from the from the giddy up. You know, we were the first ones. We're the first ones in over 120 years to, you know, to, you know, to toe the line, as they say, and and fucking get it on and bare knuckle. You know, right when it was very unknown, people didn't really know what to expect, including us. We didn't really know what we were, what was going to happen yeah. until you know that first fight, uh, you know, back in Wyoming, and then it was like, okay, shit, <laughs> all right, let's do it, you know, and then. <laughs> How'd you, how'd you get involved with Bare Knuckle? Was it something that you wanted to do, or did somebody approach you? I was uh, I was always open to it. I, I was a fan of, like, uh, you know, Gypsy Boy, uh, James McGrory, I think is his name. Just watching mm-hmm. YouTube videos and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, I, I, knew who, I knew who Bobby Gunn was. You know, I watched that video where he beat up uh, Jay-Z's bodyguard in the parking lot, you know. Yes. That was YouTube. wild. I've always been a, I've always been a fan of Bare Knuckle, right? Just on YouTube, and so then, um, you know, I I I was trying to to fight have to get a fight in MMA. You know, my last fight for for Bellator was back in 2000, December 2016, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was re- I was released by them. Went through some fucking real dark personal times, but battled back from that. And nice. then I had a fight in um in Russia. Which was kind of like a last, last, last minute thing. They're like five weeks to get ready to five weeks off the couch, get ready for Sergey Karatanov in Russia. Wow! How I, how I, was I, that I, fighting I, in Russia? That was it was cool. I mean, it was yeah. definitely like uh, that's uh, what what you uh, a rocking chair story. You know, I'll have for my grandkids. That shit was <laughs> nuts, man. You know, be a, get a step off the plane in Siberia, like just covered in snow, everything. Wow! And like sounds like Rocky Four. Uh, yeah, yeah, very much so, very much so. I mean, the, the people in Russia were super nice, and I think, like, here in America, we have this misconception that it's just, like, you know, people marching down the street, like, communists, and like, nah, man, people, they're just they're people like you and I just trying to uh, raise their families. Yep. And the thing is, it's like, it's funny, but it's true, like, on the streets, everybody's fucking just mean and hustled over, because you're trying to hustle from point A to point B, you're not trying to talk to anybody. Yeah. Once you get in the buildings, once you get into the malls and, and the stores, everybody's super nice, super warm, and they definitely love their 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 combat sports and their fighters out there. So, oh yeah, big time, man! They got some amazing fighters coming out of Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I pulled that fight. I went and uh, so that was after 16 weeks of not fighting. I mean, sorry, mm-hmm. 16 months of not fighting. I fought Sergey. Uh, went to a three round decision. Did really well with him. I was like, okay, I still got gas in the tank. Let's do this. Let's do this. I started training, started losing weight, and I just couldn't get any MMA fights for whatever. I couldn't get any because I had to go start over, essentially get a couple wins on the regional circuit and mm-hmm. try to get back in the Bellator or UFC or whatever, and I just couldn't get any 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 love from the local promoters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
I was still training, and then my old coach hit me up, who also was managing uh, Rowdy Beck at the time. And he's like, hey, man, Beck, you going to do this bare knuckle? They, they asked about you. Would, would you be considered doing it? I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, man, let's do it. And so that's how that happened, and then, like, just showed up. I thought I was for I thought I was I thought it was originally for the tournament. We get there, we find out it's for the alternate in the tournament. So we're like, I was like, whatever, man. Mm. I'm already out here in fucking Wyoming, so I'm gonna fight regardless. Yep. And then, and then like they're fucking with us. <laughs> they made us the swing bout, so we didn't have a spot in the in the lineup. Like we were the swing huh. bout. Like you got to stay warm all night, and whenever there's time allotted, they'll throw you in there. Like let's uh. go, let's go. So I literally, like, we got lined up two times before we actually went out to fight. And wow. we got put in the stage area, like, no, 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 we're, never mind, never mind. We're like, ah, fuck, go back to the locker room, repeat warm-up process. Mm-hmm. And I just kept telling myself, it's all right, man. I know, me and Tony, because our history, I know that we get out there, we're going to steal the show. I know when we get out there, we're going to steal the show. And fucking sure as shit, man. <laughs> just found out today, uh, well, I he told me back in Tampa, Scott Burt, who runs the uh, Bare Knuckle Fighting, Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame in the museum out in Belfast, New York. He told me back in Tampa that, that our fight was going to be honored and found out today, the announcement came out today that my and Tony's fight and the Knight's fight were going to be entered into the Hall of Fame for like the most significant fights in the modern day era of Bare Knuckle. Wow. Because, because of the attention that it brought to the sport and it's all over YouTube, man. That's a that that fight is is incredible with you and Lopez, man. No, you know, it's like I'm not trying to toot my own horn or whatever, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's fucking facts are facts. That show, the first show, the way it was, is kind of like ah, uh, like kind of good, and then kind of like shitty, and then like our fight came on. And if our if we didn't put on that fight, there would be no fucking, there would have been no Jason Knight and Artem, and there damn sure wouldn't have been Artem and Pauli Malignaggi. Right. You know what I mean? Those fights don't happen if our fight doesn't come out and we beat the shit out of each other get covered in blood like barbarians. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Well, so you guys I set mean, the tone for sure. There's no question yeah, about you know, that. It was it was awesome. So it really, that was the one part of the initial uh, attraction to, to do a bare knuckle fight. I was like, okay, it's the first time in over 120 years that it's going to be sanctioned and allowed in America. That's literally, how often do you get a chance to do something historical? Right. And then the way it ended up, you know, man, it, it was awesome. It was all worth it. Absolutely. Do you plan on being on the next card? I plan on fighting when they tell me to fight. I'd like to. I really want to fight Sam Schumacher. Uh, I want to I want to smash, get through him, and set up a rematch with Arnold Adams. Nice. Nice. Um, you know, it's whatever whatever they, David Feldman tells me. Yeah, man. Well, you're a fan favorite, so I think people are definitely going to want to see you. I know I definitely want to see you. I know my buddy in Texas definitely wants to see you, man. <laughs> you know, so you put on a great show. You're a big dude, great striker. I read that at one point you were 300 pounds. Is that true? Uh, absolutely. Yeah? Uh, the first the first time I walked into an MMA gym, I was 300 pounds, had long hair and a beard, was just a stoner. And I <laughs> just walked up to the guy at the front desk. I was like, yeah, I want to be in the UFC. Can you help me out? And he just like laughed at me and just like, yeah, you want to take these classes and just sign me up for jujitsu and Muay Thai. And that's that's how it started. Wow, you got hooked after that, right? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. 
So uh, what's what's next on the agenda? If Bare Knuckle doesn't go down, or while you're waiting for Bare Knuckle to to make a comeback for number seven, what's what's your plan of action? Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm just back in the gym. I was back in the gym on that Monday because I I took no damage. You know. Yeah, true. My hand was my hand was a little banged up, but nothing that would kept me from hitting the bag. So uh, I was back in the gym. So it's just keeping the momentum going and just continuing yep. to get better and evolve. I mean. It would be it would be bad enough if if this was my fifth professional boxing match. Like mm-hmm. that would be fucking difficult enough. But the fact that it's my fifth professional bare knuckle boxing match, like it's such a brand new game, and there's constantly just trying to like evolve the style and modify mm-hmm. the defense, and and also too like taking into account like where where the strikes are landing, like just a, like an inch between landing here and landing here, it makes a world of difference. Mm-hmm. You know, like. You hit him on somebody on the top of the head, you fuck your hand up. Yeah, may hurt him a little bit, but like, definitely want to aim for the soft, the soft, mushy stuff. Yeah, that's what Malinaji uh, hit uh, Lobov on top of the head, and he broke his hand. He said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you I mean, think? I, uh, think I, I saw the punch too, because I remember it was hard. Because I was right, right, right ringside. I snuck down there. <laughs> <laughs> I snuck down there with no ticket. Fuck it. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I watched right there. And I personally thought that, from my perspective, like, and I was sitting right next to one of the judges, like, I thought Malinaji got the first three, and then Artem came back hard and got the last two. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they were really close, so I could see yeah. how. But it just gave me, like, a different perspective as far as, like, the judges. I mean, you have three judges on opposite sides of the ring, completely different perspectives of the fight. Like, mm-hmm. what I'm looking at, would look like a miss or he's just hitting his arms like the guy from behind might think oh my god he's really landing effective body shots right you know right. you know so it's totally it's crazy man that we mm-hmm. still that's the way the fights are judged with three humans that can have fucking human error oh sure their judgment they could be fucking farting or burping or something and take their <laughs> eyes off the ring and you yeah. know then, that's why the that's why your style is good man just go for that knockout man yeah you know but I mean that's the unfortunate part is that sometimes you, you you're with somebody tough and you can't knock them out, and then we yep. get, I mean I can't even count how many times that I thought I I thought I did enough to win fights in the UFC and and fuck man got fucked out of decisions but yep. you know it is what it is I had to go through all that to get to where I'm at today so I hear you man well uh, thank you for being on the podcast I wanted to ask you uh, if you had to pick one MMA guy to cross over. And to bare knuckle, who would it be in one boxer? Who would you who would you want? Uh, if it was an MMA guy, it was a little old school. He hasn't fought in a while, but I think it would be really fun. Would be fight uh, to fight Cabbage. Oh yeah, okay. Cabbage Carrera. Uh, I think that'd be good. Uh, and then a boxer. I mean, I'd love to fight uh, like uh, either like they're actually fighting each other, like Chris Ariola or or. or uh, the big Polish kid, uh, Kaunaki, Kaunaki. They're fighting each other, though. They're both really high-level boxers. And yeah. Like, but, I mean, that's, we have very similar styles. Like, we're going to come at it. I think it would be fun. That'd be great, man. I'll try to I'll try to reach out on Instagram and see if I can get them and see what they say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome, man. Well, Joey, thank you again, man, for you know taking the time out of your day to be on the podcast. I know my listeners are going to appreciate it. I appreciate it. And, uh, again, congrats on your latest victory. And I uh, hope to see you soon on TV, man. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, brother. Me too.
Talk to you soon. Take care, brother.